Hello, my name is Ben Buddy Slack. I'm the founder of a charity called The Swan Song Project. The Swan Song Project helps people facing the end of their lives to write and record their own original songs. I've started doing a series of interviews with songwriters where I ask them to share with us one of their songs, tell us a little bit about how they wrote it, uh, share with us any tips that may be useful to new songwriters, people just getting started, and also to, um, to tell us a little bit about how music helped them deal with a bereavement in the past. This episode features Johnny Firth. I hope you enjoy it. Okay, today I'm here with Johnny Firth. Um, Johnny's the front man of a band called Knuckle. He's also uh, written and recorded quite a lot of solo work in the past and played in various other bands as well, haven't you, Johnny? You've uh, been a busy lad over the years. <laughs> yeah, I've been very, yeah. yeah I, don't so... how, I don't know how I found the time. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks for joining us, Johnny. So uh, you're going to play a song for us, then we're going to move through the songwriting tips and uh, another song towards the end. So I'm going to put you on the full screen. You can introduce your song and then we'll have a bit of a chat about it afterwards. Cool. This song uh, is called Sing For The Miners. It's, um, it was on my first album I ever did called Broken Bones. So I might not remember all the chords, but I'll give it a go. Death of a loved one 
told about the lies of English road. Oh, I wish you was alive. Nicotine fingers and blood on the grass Sing for the miners, they'll never come back The day ends too soon when you're fed with a spoon Drinking Earl Grey while well, you're lost on the moon Your heroes have gone, they've buried their bones The crushing of the flowers of their own headstone Love's made you fat and your drown like a rat. Sing for the miners, they'll never come back. And the day ends too soon. Ah, the day ends too soon. Nice one, Johnny. Thank you. Cheers, buddy. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah, that's great. Um, so what can you tell us about that? You said that was off, one, off of your first album. It was the last song on my first album. And uh, it was just, I remember writing it. Because <clears throat> I used to have an eight track in, when I lived with my mum. Which she bought when, um, when my dad passed away. I, I couldn't really talk to anybody about it. So my mum bought me this eight track. And I, I used to always run upstairs when I had this idea of and this song just came like fully formed. It was weird. I pressed record and that's how it came out. Um, and there was no, it was just, spont just spontaneous and it came out like that. And, but it was round about when um, my, my grandma had passed away at that time as well. And uh, I think it was, it subconsciously, it came from like conversations we'd have. My granddad was a, an ex paratrooper, ex miner. Um, um, and we'd, we'd talk about my granddad um, and it, it was like my subconsciousness like taking over and it, it, it came out in, in that song. Wow, yeah, was, so, so you hadn't planned to write write that song like that, you just, it just... It just, just came out, came out fully formed like with the chords and stuff and, and it was more of like an emotional state that, that wrote it in a sense. Yeah. Rather than like my conscious brain telling to write was my unconsciousness or subconsciousness taking over and just 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 flowing well yeah and does that happen to you a lot is that how you write songs normally or do you have different methods it, that you use it does yeah <clears throat> i think in 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 the first when i first started writing songs i had this eight track um and what kind of what kind of age were you then johnny like what kind of age were I was, you at that i was about 24 when i started okay. writing songs so I was, I was quite late to kind of writing songs in a sense, but um, I think along the way, because I'd built up, a, I had this library inside my head that I didn't know of, maybe. Yeah. Um, so, and it just came out emotionally. Like, and I just come, I just get this feeling, run upstairs, write this song, and nine times out of ten, they come out fully formed, which was really strange. So that was my first kind of style of writing. I could never, I, I could never um, try and write a song. It has to come to me, or it did do. I'd have to wait for that inspiration to come, and I'd, I'd, I'd beat my tea, and I'd be like, well, that's right, <laughs> upstairs. 
and I, I'd, sometimes I'd write like 10 songs in like an hour. Um, it was really weird. Well, but I think again, it was my, it was my, it was my subconsciousness like soothing me because of my pain. I think it was the subconscious is taking over and maybe saying, look, I'll help you here. And then looking back on the songs that I wrote, it's like, it's like there was a part of my brain that had to write it for me, yeah, for me to feel better. Yeah, like you've got this, there's something in you like that needs to, needs to get out and it's kind of, I guess it's good for you that you've got the medium to do that and, and that you're in touch with it enough that you know when that's there and you know when then you need to go and channel it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like being on, like they say about spiritual planes and stuff like that. I think, I think that, I think it's, it's come from a different place. And I always think as well, a lot of the lyrics, I don't change. I like to keep loyal to the song because sometimes I feel like it, sometimes it's a gift from somewhere else. Yeah. So in a way, it's not my song. So I have to stay loyal to what's ever come on in that, in that session. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. And um, so you say you've not played that song in quite a while. Is that the first time you've gone back to it? It's the first time I've gone back to it. It's it, um, yeah, it's it's it was quite emotional playing it. Really, it's um, it, it was nice to go back. It was like it was like watching a film. Like when I play yeah. it, I think about my family, my granddad and my, my grandma. And um, it's like do you know when you go back to watch a really like a favorite film, and you get that feeling. When I'm playing it, I, I visualise them in my head, so it's my yeah. way of like getting in touch with them. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. I always think that you know, a song can song can hold a thousand memories, and it's amazing how much. I mean, you, like you say, the same with like with films and stuff like that. Um, but there's certain songs where like you, you know you revisit them, and yeah, it just brings back so much other stuff. And do you like? I mean, I often find that when I revisit them, it it, it something else comes out of it that I hadn't realised before, either like a separate meaning or, or yep. just like a certain line will resonate with me more than it did at the time. Where one of the lines where I might have thought like, oh, that one's just kind of like that's not one of the stronger lines. Yeah. Then, then all of a sudden it's like, oh wow, that now connects to something different. But then again, it's like your subconsciousness was already writing it for you. So like when you look back in hindsight, it's like, wow, cheers, thank you for that, thank you for that present. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's great, Johnny. Yeah, thanks for uh, sharing it with us. Um, we're moving to section two now. So this is the bit where I ask songwriters to um, share with us a tip that might help help new writers, uh, people just getting started with songwriting. Um, so, Johnny, have you got a have you got a tip for us today? I think my main tip would be never second guess yourself. <clears throat> when when sometimes when you get that feeling to write a song, then it's it, you really feel it emotionally. And you think, oh, maybe that lyrics maybe too strong. But don't second guess yourself. Just go with just go with what comes out, because usually nine times out of ten, that's the best lyric, or that's the best line, or that's the most emotive, connect to people. And so never second guess yourself. And never overthink it. Just, just allow that to. All right, buddy. Yeah, I think we've lost you a little bit here. You kind of crackled a little bit there. Um, oh, sorry. I think you're back now. Yeah, I think something's wrong with the connection. But yeah, ne never second guess yourself and um... trust, trust what that gift is. Whatever that gift comes in, in what form, trust what it is. Because your subconscious yeah. is like has already written it for you. And I think what, what we were talking about there, what you said about that song um, and with other songs as well, that 
when you do that, then yeah, often when you come back to it, there's there's more wisdom in it than you might have thought. And exactly, yeah, you, yeah. You can you, you can definitely like paralyze yourself with overthinking, can't you? And you a lot can. of time, the creativity is best to just let it flow. And um, and I guess what you were saying then as well about like when just getting that that urge of like you know that there's something in you what needs to be processed, listening to that and indulging it rather than thinking like I know something I'll have an idea and like oh that might be and like, oh no I'll just I, I, yeah I can't bother going to get a pen now or I can't bother going to do this or and then like they're all wasted ideas and there might have been things like you say like you know if I'd if I'd gone and written that song maybe that would have helped me process something which I've missed out yeah. on I'm not doing sometimes they're lost forever. Yeah. Yeah. Well sometimes if you don't do it it's it, maybe it's lost forever. And sometimes that's the scariest feeling that you might lose something or a feeling that you had and it's it's never going to become something or become. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I also do like a lot of writing for like TV. So as I've got older, I'm quite good at writing to a brief as well. Yeah. So if somebody says write a song about a toothbrush, I've, I've also got that part of me now that I've kind of worked on my songwriting that I can write a song about a toothbrush, I suppose. He's the craftsmanship of it that way, yeah. Yeah, but I still yeah. like all. The, I don't get it as much now, but when I get the inspiration, I still like going and having that 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 first formed song that comes. Brilliant. So yeah, so don't second guess yourself. Go with uh, go with your gut and go what comes out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, great stuff. Can Danny. I just point out that yeah. I'm not wearing shit to look cool? <laughs> I've got really bad air fever and um, I look like I've gone 10 rounds with Mike Tyson. <laughs> I'm sure people will forgive you. Although, you know, <laughs> you don't need to excuse it. You know, you're a musician, Johnny, you're a rock star. You don't have to, you can wear glasses instead if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's move into section three now. So this is where I ask, ask my guests to choose a song that means something to them relating to end of life and bereavement. Um, and then I'll have a chat about that. So Johnny's chose a song for us. Um, I can't play the songs in these videos, so but I'll put the link in the description. So if you are watching this at home, um, Johnny's going to tell you what the song is in a minute. You can follow the link, listen to the song, and then come back and we'll chat about it. So do you want to tell us what song you chose, Johnny? It's uh, Tom Waits, Come On Up To The House. Great stuff, yes, yeah, uh, so watching it. If you're watching it, you can follow that link. If you've not heard the song before, I've listened to it, come back, we'll have a chat about it. Um, so yeah, I'm very interested to hear why you chose this song because I, I was if, if someone asked me to do this interview, this is a song I would have chose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, well, it's such a strong, like a strong song. Like it's a similar time when I got my eight track, and um, someone suggested get um, this Tom Waits Mule Variations album, and it just blew me away. And like <clears throat> I think with that song in particular, it was like I think Tom Waits is very good at. Um, it's like it's very cinematic his songs are very cinematic and it sometimes I, I imagine that he's and when he writes a song he's the god of his own song or he's the devil of his own song and when i heard the lyric um the world is not my home i'm just passing through coming up to the house it was like wow i that's it's kind of put into words what i wanted to feel about something like like my dad you know passed away or my grandma and I just wanted to know in a sense that like maybe they were on some sort of a spiritual plane and it was like Tom Waits had said to me yeah there is something else and then um, and yeah that's what it made me feel yeah yeah that line 
yes, the lyric I have tattooed on my forearm is <laughs> the world's not my home. Yeah. I'm just passing through uh, for that same reason. And I, I remember especially, so that song's been the one that I've always gone to whenever I'm having a hard time, particularly when dealing with a loss. Um, and I remember when one of my uncles, my uncle Craig, died when I was quite, when I was a teenager, I think. Um, and I remember going home and listening to that that album and just like, and again, like what we say now, when you revisit different songs at different times, different lines stand out to you. Every song in that line has meant something different to me at a different time. And every time I listen to it, something else will resonate about it. But I'm, yeah, I remember saying what you just said then, that, that the world's not my um Yeah, the world's not my home. I'm just passing through hearing that and just feel immediately better about everything that I think yeah, everyone, everyone's lost. I do sometimes feel like when I listen to Tom Waits, he does become God in a sense. <laughs> I'm not I'm not that I'm religious, but it, it seems to like just portray like this if there is a God, it should be Tom Waits. <laughs> yeah. I, I I'd second that. Um yeah, it's just and there's something about like what I was thinking about it is that like a look some of the lyrics are quite dark, aren't they? But yeah, the, yeah. The, the repetition of coming up to the house, it just kind of like immediately brings you, it kind of, it's like acknowledging that things are difficult, but then it's encouraging you to come together, come up to that, and you're like kind of feel united in a way. That's it's way saying that... like, keep, keep, keep pushing on, come up to the house for a good cup of tea. Do you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll, talk, we'll, we'll talk about it when you get here. It's going to be a long, hard journey, but when you get to the house, we'll have a cup of tea and we'll, we'll put the world to right. Yeah. That should, that should have been the lyric. That's the only thing that made this song better. If he'd said, come up to the house, we'll have a cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a remarkable, if you, yeah, so well, hopefully people watching this have listened to it now. Um, it just floors me every time, that song. Same here, dude. It's like, it's just such a powerful, powerful song. Yeah, and there's, I mean, one of the other lines that really got to me at the time was, um, you know, you should surrender, but you can't let it go. Yeah. I remember, like, whenever I'm dealing with anything difficult, there's always, you know, you can, you can rationalize it and think, you know, and find like a logical way of why you should start feeling better. And like, you know, yeah. that, you know that you should surrender, but you just can't let it go. And that's just the way it is with, with grief yeah, or yeah. With whatever you're dealing with. You know, no matter how much you think you can move past it, sometimes you just can't. Um, exactly. And like the one where you're going to have to come down off the cross because we need the wood. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it's, it's like, just... you're going you're to have to put, you put your beliefs aside because at this moment now, we need we need we need something else yeah rather like, than your beliefs yeah yeah i was thinking of that yeah come down to you know stop feeling sorry for yourself and yeah yeah and because we need you we need we, you know you can bring we, something to this we need uh yeah, yeah we need we need the allies you know what i mean you need to come down and give us an hand yeah and put the kettle on have a cup of tea yeah yeah a remarkable song remarkable um yeah i love it we could talk about that song all day. <laughs> we could do, man. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, but yeah, thanks a lot, Johnny. Thanks for joining me. It's been a been a pleasure. Oh and, yeah, um, always a pleasure, dude. Nice seeing you, man. And keep up the good work. It's absolutely brilliant what well, you're doing. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm hoping these videos kind of um, you know inspire people and help them with with their own songwriting and their own journeys through bereavement and stuff as well. So um, I really appreciate definitely. you coming on and and sharing your uh, tips and experiences. No worries, dude. You're amazing. Keep up yeah. the good work. Yeah, thanks a lot, Johnny. I'll speak to you and hopefully see you again soon uh, when we can leave the house yeah. again. <laughs> Cheers, Take care, man. buddy. Thank you.